0: All right. Who needs to step up for the Crimson Tide to win the SEC championship and probably make the playoffs if they do?
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stan. That's him. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. Jimmy, huge game coming up this Saturday about 3 o'clock. I just got a ticket, by the way. Um, A buddy gave me a ticket. I'm super excited. Can't wait to go. Be looking for me. I'll be the tall, gangly one. Speeding
1: or reckless driving? Uh, He he gave me a ticket to the
0: uh, (laughs) – what's that old joke? He gave me a ticket to the Auburn-New Mexico State game, and he said if – if I don't start acting right, he's going to make me use it. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, big game coming up this Saturday. Who do you think – I'm going to tell you mine mm-hmm. first because I'll give you a minute to think. Who do you think needs to step up the most for Alabama to have a chance to win this game? And I say a chance as if there is no chance. I mean, when you say, does Alabama have a chance? Of course they have a chance. Alabama's only a 6.00. point underdog, But – I'm going to tell you, I think it's the offensive line. I think the offensive line's got to step up the most, and specifically Caden Proctor. Caden Proctor just named SEC Freshman of the Week last week, did a marvelous job against Auburn. This is a different animal, literally. It's a bulldog, not a tiger, and uh, it's Mm -hmm. pretty ferocious. And, um, look, we don't know Georgia's defensive line and and rush ends as well as we've known them in the past. Um, Um, They have had, I would say, at least more – name recognition in this position. Now they don't have quite as much, but they're still awesome. And Caden Proctor is going to have to have uh, this, at least the second best game of his life if last week was the best game of his life, or at least of his college career. So I'm going to go offensive line, specifically Caden Proctor, and let's hope he can keep it bouncing. What do you think?
1: I'm glad you said Caden Proctor because it was going to be almost a boring answer to say Jalen Milrow. But I couldn't feel any more strongly about that Jalen is the right answer, just simply because the only way I see Alabama winning this game Saturday, I see one path, and that's Milrow playing probably his best game of the year. And I don't mean necessarily in terms of throwing for more yards than he's thrown in any game or even rushing for more yards than he's rushed for in any game. I mean, more or less. Obviously, you need production in the pass game and the run game and from Jalen specifically, but I think a, a good game throwing the ball, a good game running the ball, but a clean game. No turnovers, no giant errors, no no crossing the line of scrimmage before he throws the ball, good decisions, being decisive about when to pull it and run. I think this needs to be Jalen Milrow's best game. It's the path to Alabama winning the game is behind a uh, – uh, Jalen Milrow playing hero ball to an extent and uh, and being the star on offense. But I'm glad you said the offensive line, Luke, because all big football games like this are won at the line of scrimmage. That's how Georgia completely destroyed TCU a year ago uh, in the postseason. Uh, it, it begins and ends at the line of scrimmage. So I'm glad you said that because there is also no path for Alabama to win the game without a stellar performance from the offensive line.
0: And I think they're capable. I mean, but now having said that, um, no bad snaps. I mean, we just can't – you can't do – now, I know. History is showing us now, recent history, that uh, Auburn may have clapped to cause Seth McLaughlin to uh, have the bad snap. That, that probably happened. It looked like it happened. I, I'm kind of like, wait a minute, though. The safety from that distance – clapped and you heard that really well in that stadium that was kind of raucous. I mean, I, I don't know. It, I mean, I guess that happened. And maybe if you're in the moment, maybe if you're on the field and you're a center and you're used to it, you can focus on claps that are closest to you or something. I don't All know. Right. But it just, Tyler seemed... Booker
1: said he could hear it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Tyler right. Booker said in a uh, interview in next round that uh, the offensive line heard the snap, heard the clap and assumed that was the snap. Okay. So now was, I mean, I'm not saying it's an excuse. Uh, I'm not saying, oh, this relieves Seth of all responsibility. But I think it does go go to show how we're so quick in our society, <laughs> and so quick as sports fans to quickly criticize and make a goat out of someone, or make them to be the bad guy when we don't know all all the facts.
0: Yeah um and so maybe that was it but I, if i'm nick saban the first thing i do when i see the officials whoever the official crew is this weekend is watch for people clapping on defense
1: yeah 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 i mean i think it's affected us before and and someone said well why are you clapping Why well, i were you just go on silent that was asked of nick saban if y'all didn't see or haven't heard nick saban said uh, we tried that at AM and it led to a cavalcade of uh of mo- motion penalties eight or nine, which probably has to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So I don't think Alabama wants to use that silent count again. The clap works. The clap works fine when the other team isn't breaking the rules. Let me say this about that.
0: I understand it is a rule. I understand that. I think it's a silly rule. I think that we keep doing things to help the offense and hurt the defense. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that we are using the clap now. So, I mean, I mean, Not that clap, the actual clap. And um, that would be weird if we were using the clap in some other way. But uh, that other clap. But point being, like you make it where the defense about can't do anything. You know, I mean, if I'm a defender and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to get somebody's attention. Your natural inclination is to be like, look at me. and. Now you have to be thinking not only, okay, who do I have in coverage? Who do I have if this guy guard pulls? Who do I, blah, blah, blah. You've also got to be thinking, if I got to get somebody's attention, I guess I do jumping jacks.
1: <laughs> I doubt there is, I don't know what the rule is. Uh, and I'm sure as, as with everything, the referees have a lot of discretion I don't think the defense is prevented from clapping. Uh, they can clap themselves when when it's relevant to what they're doing. Uh, I think what what the referee has to use in his own judgment is uh, is what they just did uh, a simulation of Alabama snap because if so that that would be a violation. Uh, I think if 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 they're clapping in good faith and, and and some you know like for instance there could be rapid claps you know rapid hey 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 you know the you know for getting someone's attention but. That's, that's a snap, you know? So I, I think, uh, and, and that's what, what it appeared to me, the Auburn guy did, uh, you know, on video, but again, Alabama has got to be smarter than that. Alabama has got to be better than that. And I think we've learned in a few games, not just the Auburn game, but in a few games, you have to overcome the officiating and we can't depend on the officials to uh, bust the other team doing it. Uh, They obviously didn't in this game.
0: No, you can't. Look, when it comes to an SEC official, you can't count on them for doing anything except screwing something up. Um, But Jimmy, when we come back, I want to dive into this Jalen Milrow versus Carson Beck thing, because a lot of people may not know a few things about these two quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about when we come back right after I tell you about eBay motors power, or style. eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash. With all those parts, and every one of them you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers.
1: March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast.
0: was once committed to the University of Alabama. There may be some people that forget True. that. It is becoming much more difficult, even for somebody like me. Um, I'm, I can be somewhat of a savant when it comes to remembering who committed to Alabama, who eventually decommitted to Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. I also simultaneously cannot remember how to operate my own microwave. So <laughs> I have I have this duality of man going on. But Carson Beck was committed to Alabama. Yes. Um And then as you and I were talking off air, he, he maybe just didn't have his best uh senior season and he dropped mm-hmm. a bit in the rankings. I pulled up the rankings uh, from his signing class of 2020. Number one in that class was, of course, this was the the what a class in California. Bryce Young was number one. DJ Uyungalele was number two. And CJ Stroud was number three. I mean, just Goodness. Un- unbelievable. That's play. crazy. That's just a ridic- – Haynes King, of course, he was at A&M. Now he's at Georgia Tech. He's doing pretty well. Did pretty him. well. Carson Beck, Max Johnson – Carson Beck was just in front of Max Johnson. Carson Beck was number 19 quarterback in the country. Max Johnson, number 20. Max Johnson, who's just entered the transfer portal again.
1: But He's committed to North Carolina, for those that don't know, Max. Oh, he's already done that? Okay. Yeah, he committed to North Carolina, yeah. Because it looks kind of was like- kind of surprised North Carolina would settle on him so quickly i mean it's has i think mac's a good player but you know i don't think he's drake may uh no boy, they, they they i think they said i mean to me I, you know who else is going to go in the portal i mean do they know i mean for instance riley leonard went in the portal I, I don't think riley leonard would transfer from duke to north carolina
0: um so carson beck he's got some um mac jones vibes about him Like, he sort of just bided his time. uh, Very, you know, he was really good in scrimmages and practices and whatever, but everybody knew, okay, you know, you're not replacing Stetson Bennett. I mean, we knew Mac Jones wasn't going to replace Tua Tungvaluoloa. I mean, he wasn't a threat to take his job, I should say. He did ultimately replace him when Tua left or got hurt. But so Carson Beck, probably more tools – in the toolbox than Carson, I mean, excuse me, than Stetson Bennett. And he, people would be surprised to know, I, at least I was when I looked up the stats, um, Carson Beck is second in the SEC in terms of total passing yards. He's only about 320 yards behind Jaden Daniels.
1: Wow. That's, that's pretty crazy. Not only Carson's that. Carson's had a really good
0: year. Let me Listen to this. No, listen to this. He's thrown 370 passes. Jaden Daniels has only thrown 327.
1: Oh, wow. So Georgia throwing it all over the place and uh, behind Carson Beck. Look, Carson Beck's had a a season similar to Milrow in the sense, I don't know if people remember, because things just kind of move so fast in college football. (laughs) But back in September, when there were doubts about Jalen Milrow, there were doubts about Carson Beck. He didn't get off to a great start, even against questionable competition. Uh, it wasn't until October that Beck sort of turned it around and then turned into a big deal. So these great numbers that Luke's referencing, they're basically been amassed in October and November because he had a a, a struggle September. No one should be surprised. It was his first year starting. He's only played garbage time in previous years at Georgia. Uh, but it, it did take him a minute, much like uh, Milrow. But boy, once he found his footing, once he developed some confidence in that experience, Wow, he's had a good year, and, and, and some of it is the weapons. I, I think Georgia's got much better weapons in the past game than they've had in recent years. Not only do you have Brock Bowers, the best tight end in college football, uh, Oscar Delp's a pretty good player, you know, at, at, at the, the second tight end position, but uh, that wide receiver crew, Rah-Rah, Thomas, uh, Marcus, Rosemary, whatever. Hank uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I butcher that every time. Uh, Rosemary St something. Marcus St. Rose. Look, let it go. Let it go. Jimmy. I'll never get we it. You missed it. You missed your window. Lad McConkie, of course. Um, and uh, Dominic Levitt, uh, you know, the transfer from Missouri. I mean, they just have some really impressive depth of playmakers that I don't think they've always had outside and then throw, throw in a better quarterback than that. You mean know, Stetson Bennett's good. I, I get, I get flustered when I, I, I see Stetson Bennett slander, because, I mean, I, I don't know what people expect other than, than what he did last year when he was a legitimate Heisman candidate. Uh, but Carson Beck, to me, is a more gifted uh, individual. And I think Carson Beck's going to gonna make a good pro. Stealing this from my partner at BOL, Clint Lamb. Uh, Clint made a, a really good point about, hey, if you sit there and watch tape of Quinn Ewers and Carson Beck, he's like, you're going to take Beck. And, that, and that, that's sort of surprising, but when he says it, you know, I can see exactly what he's talking about. And I said, "Hey, I'll agree with this for sure. I might take Ewers today, but I have no doubt in my mind Beck will be a better player next year than Ewers was this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Beck is ascending, and Ewers is sort of tapped out at what he is, uh, and, and Beck's still ascending. So, uh, hey, you know, if we're gonna, I'll say Carson Beck will will be a first round pick in in the April 2025 draft, probably the same draft that Milro's in, to be honest. They could both be first round picks in that draft. Wow. I mean, that
0: would be interesting. These two guys, you know, assuming Carson Beck comes back, I mean, I guess he could. Go I think bro. he will. I don't think he will. He could.
1: Certainly has the eligibility to. I'm just guessing my expectation is Milrow and Beck both return and uh, both play next year. And uh, I think they're both Heisman guys and they're both going to be in the first round. And I think they will be, intertwined. And I haven't really thought about it until you put up the Milrow V Beck, uh, storyline to discuss, uh, with us. And, and now that we're discussing it, it kind of makes sense to me. Now Beck is an older kid. He's one class older than Milrow, but, uh, he could certainly return. And, uh, that's what I expect to see. And, uh, this might be the first, uh, Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow battle, because as we talked about last, uh, show, uh, a couple shows ago, uh, September 28th, next season, uh, it's Georgia versus Alabama and Bryant-Denny Stadium in the regular season and very likely quarterback matchup that night. <sighs> Jalen Milrow Carson back. And you say that night, and look, they hadn't announced anything. That's going to be it. A- that's yeah, going to be a- Yeah, I'll go ahead and break it for everybody. Game day is coming. SEC Nation will be here. It'll be a primetime kickoff. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> breaking news.
0: Bravo. Breaking news. Send the real housewives of Beverly Hills to be
1: there just, you know. <laughs> I mean that's going to be a thing, man. That's going to be. A It'll football. be similar to Alabama, Texas. You know, well, for and think past about this: season. both
0: teams will have already played uh, a difficult non-con game. Uh, Georgia against Clemson and uh, Alabama at Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be a thing. But you know, the Milrow bet is, is. I mean, it's two quarterbacks that couldn't be sort of further from each other in a way. I mean, I haven't. I don't remember at all seeing Carson Beck like use his legs. Now I don't watch every Georgia play, every everything. But yeah. I'm saying he seems like such a pocket guy and he was like, I'm in trouble. I'm gonna throw it wherever Brock Bowers is supposed to be, which is a great plan, by the way. Um, so I just think this is gonna be a, a fantastic matchup. And um, that, you know, people are gonna always compare these two now, especially if they both come back. If they both come back, I mean they're they're gonna be it's gonna be the battle for who will you choose as the top quarterback going into the season and first team all sec you know
1: they were the two least experienced starting quarterbacks in the sec to start the season the two least experienced and could go into next season one and two in the sec and both in the heisman uh race and and the two best quarterbacks in this league wow i mean just college football is just so awesome
0: Really um, all right, Jimmy. When we come back, we're gonna give our official predictions. We're probably not going to predict these other games. I don't want to. I don't want to reverse jinx, jinx,
1: double reverse
0: jinx. I don't want to do any of them. We're just going. to I re- don't
1: mind whatever. You, I don't mind either way. I know. I've already I've already accepted some level of misery, even if Alabama wins. So, <laughs> however you want to do it. Well, ask your wife how she deals with the misery, and then maybe <laughs> maybe you can
0: you can find out how to cope. Loudly, that's how loudly. All right, let me tell everybody about Prize Picks. Look, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are easy. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers, man. Instead of betting thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six players' stat projections and watch the winners just roll on in. Look. It's the most fun you can have winning up to 25 times your money. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo with three-pointers made plus receptions. Want to play alongside some superstar Celebrities, how about rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can find them in community plays under promos tab of the app to view on entries from some of the biggest names in the prize pick community. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com locked on college. That's locked on college. You can use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's look, I'm telling you, it's just the, the hottest way to have fun. When you want to deal with the NFL and you want to deal with college and you want to deal with uh, basketball and NBA, everything, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college. Thank you. I like the way you whispered it at the end, sort of like a, like a Madonna song. Um, anyway, um, Jimmy, prediction time. And look, I've been telling everybody this. Uh, I go on a show every Wednesday out of Montgomery uh, for locked on Bama. And I told him the same thing. I'm going to tell y'all the same thing, that my head is screaming, Georgia's going to win this game. In fact, I okay. I, I kind of – my head is saying, Luke, Georgia's going to win and, and they're going to cover. Now, it's only six points, so, I mean, if Georgia wins by a touchdown, you know, they cover. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to say Bama 27-26. I'm going to say it's a fabulous ball game. I'm going to say – um, there are some fantastic moments littered throughout this thing and i think it would be perfect if it were 27 26 because it would give the committee so much to consider no matter what happens in the other games not only just you know alabama versus oregon texas and whoever else but what about georgia georgia should at least be in the consideration they should at least be in the discussion and um i think it's going to be a whale of a ball game and maybe i'm going with my gut because i did just get a free ticket and I'm sort of like, I don't want to go there and watch us get beat, so I'm not going to believe that. I'm going to go another direction. And there'll be somebody on here who says, you're not a true Bama fan if you don't believe. It's not about believing. I've always believed we're going to win. But it's about me trying to separate all this in my mind, and saying, do I really think this team that has played with – that has done some fantastic things, this Bama team has done some fantastic things, and they've improved so much. But George is kind of a machine right now. That's the only thing that bothers me. They're just a machine that just churns it out. They are the um, unwavering, unemotional squad that we used to be. They do joyless murder ball now. And we are kind of having more fun playing football. I love this aspect. I love this new personality we have. I do. It's, It's been fun. Milrow is awesome. And I love watching him. But I'm saying we are prone to more mistakes now. And we cannot make mistakes against this crowd. But having said all that, Jimmy, my official prediction is Bama 27, Georgia 26.
1: Yeah, I had no idea what your score was until you just uh, told told us now. So I feel kind of weird with my score a little bit. Um, very similarly to how Luke feels, um, I, I'm going to also say that Alabama's going to win this game. But I'll also say Alabama's going to win this game in an upset. I think Georgia is the better football team in Georgia's – Georgia – And Alabama, if they played each other 10 times, Georgia might win more more times than Alabama would. Uh, But uh, I think this is going to be one of the 10 that goes the other way Uh, and and a little bit of some some good breaks that maybe Alabama is due. And uh, I like Alabama to win 28 to 27 like Luke. I think it's going to be a classic. Uh, But ultimately, here's why Alabama will win in terms of an analysis. I like Alabama in the red zone in this game. I think Alabama scores touchdowns to win the game. And at least on two occasions that Georgia has driven in the red zone, Alabama will hold them to field goals. And that will be the difference in the game. At the end, Alabama will be down 27-21 because uh, but because they held Georgia to a couple of field goals, there will be a touchdown away. And I, I don't I don't know that we're gonna get two straight weeks of a grave digger level miracle. I don't know that it's going to take a miracle, but it, it may take a, a two-minute drive to win the game. And uh, I like Jalen Milro delivering and uh, and Alabama winning 28-27 in one of the great wins of the Nick Saban era at Alabama.
0: I almost want to predict this because I think this would be just fabulous. That first of all, like if we're just doing some funky player stuff, I'm gonna say Christian story or Malachi Moore. One of those, like somebody not Caleb Downs makes a pick, number one. The other thing I want to say is, given that both our projections are Alabama by one point, in my head, as soon as you said that, I was like, man, I hope it comes down to Alabama. Alabama scores late. Everybody's thinking Alabama kicked the field goal to, to tie it up, go to OT, and we go for two and get it. <laughs> and we go for two and get it with,
1: we put a man in motion and Milrow straight up the middle. When you're the underdog, I sort of like those kind of gambles. I do think, hey, you're we're legitimately an underdog here. Georgia now favored by six points. And when you're the underdog, you do things like go for two. You run a little trickeration. There might be more Kendrick Law stuff that we haven't even seen yet. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I like how Luke's thinking on that, that that, that there's going to be some tricks up Nick Saban's sleeve a little bit. Alabama doesn't normally have to go into a game thinking we got to fool anybody, but you might have to in this game. So Alabama and Tommy Reese can dig into their bag of tricks a little bit. How about uh somebody else throwing the ball? Uh, I'm not sure what kind of, uh, you know, experience the backs have, but I think the wide receivers, a couple of them have played or spent some time at quarterback. Um, wouldn't be surprised maybe to see some fun Wildcat stuff with uh, maybe Kendrick Law at Wildcat. You,
0: let me tell you what's interesting. You know, it made me think, I don't think we've got like an Ardarius Stewart, a guy who played quarterback at Fultondale back in his day. Um, I don't know that we've got a guy playing receiver that may have done that.
1: Um, uh, not off the top of my head, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kendrick Law some, saw some time. Kendrick's such a a, a Swiss, first, Army knife, yeah. Swiss Army knife type player. And I'm not saying put Kendrick Law at, at, at Wildcat, let him whistle a ball 40 yards downfield. I'm just saying – Get Georgia a little confused, move players around. Hey, you can line up Milrow at wide receiver and he can run around and catch a ball. Does anybody doubt that? Um, you can also put Milrow at running back and Kendrick Law. I mean, just, just changing things up and trying to confuse Georgia a little bit in terms of where they're where they're you know you can call it eye candy i hate that term that, that's used all the time I, I don't like it but but what you can do and the whole point of eye candy is getting georgia looking at the wrong thing it's like a magic trick you you, you get them looking at, at, at this spot but the real action's happening in another spot
0: you know when you said alabama digging its bag of tricks i mean we we're not known we we've, we've done a lot of we've done a few flea flickers i, should, I remember one against a m on the mm. road one at auburn mm. against the, on the road i mean we've done some flea flicker stuff um, I do remember, I think it was Marquise Mays that threw a pass. Who threw the pass at LSU that was intercepted? Um, who threw that pass in the game of the century, 2011? I think that was Mays.
1: That, that threw the might pass. have been Mays. Threw through, through the ball that uh, Michael Williams didn't come yeah. down with because uh, their it's safety read Reed, yeah. so, caught it. Yeah, um, I think it yeah. might have been Mays.
0: My point is, you know, we're not – we don't do a lot of trick plays and and this team doing a trick play would scare me. And I I, I immediately remembered a joke from the Simpsons where there was a very harsh critic uh, talking about different restaurants she had went to. And she said uh, her her review on Baskin Robbins was why do 30, 31 flavors when you can't get vanilla, right? And my, my, I always thought that was funny, but my, my thing on why do a trick play when we have enough trouble do it just remembering where the line of scrimmage is. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I'm kind <laughs> right. of sure worried about a trick play. I would love to do one. It would be fun to think we could pull it off.
1: But the, – It the, doesn't even have to be over the top. How about just plays where Milro appears to be a runner? He tried to do this, but he crossed the line of scrimmage twice. <laughs> <laughs> how about, about Milro appears to be a runner, but in fact is going to throw the ball. Like he takes the ball, he takes the snap, and he rolls out right – with the ball tucked like he's going to run it, but instead uh, throws the ball. Uh, I had, that thought. I had that thought
0: on what you said with oh, Kendrick yeah. Law. He comes in motion. We fake the pop pass. Milrow rolls to the right, and then you hit Kendrick Law on the wheel. But now the problem yeah. with that is it takes a long time. George ain't going to give you a long time.
1: Yeah, any long developing play. But any long developing play is probably an issue against Georgia. And, again, they'll blow stuff up. I think our general point, though, isn't, hey, this specific trick play or this specific trick play. It's just Alabama's not an underdog very often. So I don't mind seeing Alabama do underdog things like go for two, uh, go for it on fourth and one. Alabama's only gone for it on fourth down four times all year, Uh, going for it on fourth and one, uh, going for two. Wait a minute, uh, a we've fake, only
0: gone for it fourth down how many times?
1: I think four times all year. And two of them were an right. iron Bowl? Correct. I believe that's correct. Which is also
0: ironic because if you remember, we had to go for it on fourth down when we did the kick six and
1: couldn't get it. <laughs> correct. So things like that, I, I think, are underdog <laughs> type things. How about a fake kick or a fake putt? Uh Again, underdog type things. We've seen Saban do it before. And when he's done it before, it's often been in a big game. Uh, when Alabama's behind, or uh, maybe when Alabama feels like, uh, hey, it's time to pull out all the stops. And, and this is this is one of those times.
0: Well, here's the problem. If it doesn't work, it's going to give Kirby Smart fake punt 2018 vibes, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. But, hey, that's fine. I mean, uh, again, you got to – don't leave anything on the table, right? I mean, th- this is it. This is your yeah. shot. Uh, You're in the playoffs now.
0: You're in the playoffs now.
1: Now you just That's don't say. I would, I would run. Yeah, I would run Milrow a little more than we have, and and he ran the ball eighteen times. One thing that frustrates me a little bit. I've seen repeated, gosh, how many runs did Milrow pass up on last Saturday when he had a chance? Milro, Mil, Jalen Milrow ran the ball on just about one third of all snaps. <laughs> so, you know, and then people, well, he needs to run the ball more. What are we trying to do, Earl Campbell? This guy—I mean, uh, at some point he, he can't run the ball every snap. Or Earl half Campbell couldn't have made
0: that fourth and thirty-one <laughs> pass. <I'm laughs> That's true. Uh, true too. All right, roll tide, everybody, and we uh, can't wait to get there. And it's going to be a ton of fun. I know Jimmy's not going, but I'm going. If you see me, look for me, and uh, yeah, say locked on, Mama. Hey, I love you. I want to give you money. Something. You know. <laughs> Uh, until next time, everybody, we will have a post game show. I don't know what time it'll be. Cause I'm going to the game and, um, it mm. might be late Saturday night, but if we do it, we'll do it. And if not, it'll be early Sunday morning. How about that? Yeah. So one of the two until next time, everybody roll tide, roll tide.